Hello and welcome to episode 287 of the Rollo and Slappy Show. Today is January 10th, 2022. I am Rollo McFlugel and with me is my co-host Slappy Jones. Show notes page for this episode will be 287. And this is installment number six of the Get On Zero series. And with us today, we have Alex Svetsky. So Alex, welcome to uh, the Get On Zero Rollo and Slappy Show. Gentlemen, thank you, and congratulations on 287 episodes. Jesus Christ, that's um, that's a lot of work. Once Back a week, in. every week. Yeah, yeah, well we've amazingly somehow never missed a week. Congratulations, Jesus, it that's just, fucking awesome. Yeah, it just means we're just... I have no friends. Yeah, we have no line. <laughs> we're just Bitcoin libertarians. This is, this is what we have going for us. Yeah. Well, I mean, at this point, what else is fucking left, right? Other than to exactly, like, we're we're ahead of the curve. Yeah, that's it. Like looking at the rest of the fucking world. Like honestly, this my, my revelation for 2022 is that I don't want to be involved with anything or any cunt or any. Like I, I just want to exit the world and John Galt myself at this point. So I think that kind of feeds into the whole get on zero piece. Anyways, like I I want nothing to do with the world um, anymore. So fuck it. I've said those yeah. exact things before. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was kind of actually sitting there. I was going to I was getting ready to take a shower uh, about two hours ago. I was kind of just found myself lying on my bed, just kind of wandering, let my mind wander. And I was like, you know, this, like all this stuff that's going on, this really stinks. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hmm. I, if I didn't have, you know, my faith in, in religion and Bitcoin, Cause I'm single. I don't have a wife or kids. Mm-hmm. And like, I probably would have like burned my house down and <laughs> half my state already. Yep. And I was kind of, it's like, you know, what would I like? I can't, how do you, how do you, how does someone just like get, cause there's always that idea in the back of your head. You just get frustrated and beaten down and you're like, well, what happens if I just like give in? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about it. And it was like, they would have like, I'd rather die. Not even that, like, oh, I'm going to go out as a martyr in a blaze of glory, but just, like, what sort of a, like, what, at what point do you have to get just beaten down so badly that you're just like, I know all of this is evil. I know it's all terrible. I know none of it makes sense, but, you know, I'm just going to, like, just put my head down and go along with it. Like, you've already died as a, as a, as a person. Your soul. Humanity has been stripped. Right. I can't imagine that. Yeah, I mean, I, me and Francis have talked about this a couple of times in the jungle. We're like, fuck, if it wasn't for Bitcoin, I'm pretty sure we'd be either, I don't know, terrorists or fucking, right? Um, or, or having necked ourselves already, or, or you know, I, 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 I don't know at this point. Like, you know, I, I had some time at the end of 2021 to kind of really do some thinking about, you know, what I want to do moving forward. And, and I think one of the themes for my life in 2022 and beyond is um, to try and become a hell of a lot more private. I mean, you, you guys have both done that much more intelligently than I have. Um, you know, I've gone out with my real fucking name and all that sort of stuff. And and it's caused me some issues in my personal life. Like, um, you know, from a, from a, you know, I know I've been debanked in a personal capacity, had my credit cards shut down, like I've had, um, problems with um, the government in terms of 
what they believe I should and should not do with my business and what I should and should not say publicly and all this sort of stuff. So it's like I kind of, you know, it really, for me, echoes Ayn Rand's book, Atlas Shrugged. It's like the more we participate in the clown show, the more we give it the the validation more than anything else that it needs to continue. Um, so, you know, f- funding it is one thing, but it's also even the participation in some level. So, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to slowly by slowly exit myself more and more from this shit show and just honestly, like, I, I was speaking about Twitter bans before we started this, is like that there's going to come a point, I don't know if it's going to be this year, next year, whatever, but I'm going to forcibly ban myself from all social media on fucking purpose and just fucking wipe myself off the fucking internet because I just don't want to be a part of this shit anymore, man. The fucking world's upside down. Like, I'm writing a piece now about how this is what democracy has given us and one of the parts in there as I was writing, I'm like, fucking hell, like, entropy, like, it's, it's easier to destroy than it is to create and it's easier to bring other people down than it is to lift them up. And as a result, all these forms of, you know, majoritarian government and rule um, in which, you know, each person has the same say will always, always, always devolve into tyranny of the lowest common denominator. Um, and that's what we're seeing today. We're literally sacrificing healthy people, we're sacrificing children, we're sacrificing the competent, all for the fat, lazy, stupid, dumb, incompetent, and old. Like, if, if there's, I don't think there's ever been a time in history that has been so fucking backwards. Um, and it's fucking disillusioning, man. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about where how quickly and 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 maybe it wasn't so quick how yeah quickly. it hasn't been quick i think it's yeah it's been step by step man that's the thing like it's and it's not and i don't say step by step as if it's some fucking grand plan like it's just what i just said there it's, it's entropy um and unless there's a way for um and this is why i'm i literally take all my hope for the future on bitcoin is that unless there's a way for the competent and for the productive to secure the product of their labor and to protect themselves, to protect their private property, their wealth from the the tyranny of the masses, there is no future for humanity. Um, and this is this is where we are now. We're, we're we're literally at that point. Like, if Bitcoin doesn't win, we're fucked. We're all fucked. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about how you want to escape from this world, because uh, some people might hear that. I don't think anyone listening to this show will think it, but you might tell that to a normie or something and they might think like, oh, you're giving up and going under a rock by separating yourself from this world. But I I have a strong feeling that that's not at all what's going on. So I'm going to talk about, you know, kind of what that means and, and maybe how you might do it within, you know, give as much as you want to talk about what your strategies are. But I mean, it's mm-hmm. perfect for what we what we're doing here with the Get On Zero series. It's it's what we've all been trying to do with all the people that, that are coming on. Yeah, I mean, look, th- there is there is like days where there is a um, 
an element of truth to the to the nihilistic sounding component of what I've said. You know, this this feeling that I just don't want to be involved. Um, and I, I I abhor the the idea of nihilism anyway. I think if anything, what the world's lacking is you know deep deep sense of meaning. Um, but you know, so, sometimes I just can't help but feel this thing of like, what? why am I fucking working so hard? I'm just literally feeding my jailer. Like, I, I just, I don't want to give them any more of my of my life force, of my spirit. But, it, you know, you've always got that counteracting thing. It's like, well, what then do I just like live in a fucking cardboard box or what do I do? So, you know, the the, the options are quite limited. So, so how do you reconcile that? Um, and again, lo and behold, the, the answer seems to be Bitcoin in the sense that I can simultaneously opt out and remove my economic, you know, wherewithal, my economic force, my economic, you know, literally like when I say economic, I mean like the, the product of my fucking labor. Like the, the human beings have two things to give in the world. It's their love and their labor. And I definitely don't give the fucking state my love. Um, and, you know, to, to a large degree, I've been giving them my labor for the last fucking three decades. So if I can rip that away from them by denominating it in Bitcoin, um, and then simultaneously also uh, participate in something positive for the world that you know you can sort of work towards, then holy fuck, man, that that's the holy grail. Like it is literally the the John Galt idea manifest in real life like if if um if atlas shrugged wasn't on satoshi's reading list you can spit in my face like because it's like it's literally that playing out in real life it's funny how bitcoin changes you and i've noticed a lot of changes with myself with through my total journey with bitcoin and especially recently uh with get on zero, I, I was having a conversation over Thanksgiving with my family. I didn't bring up Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. They brought it up. Of course. And, you know, when someone. Because all those people always talking, all those normies talking about Bitcoin all the time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't start the fights, but I'll finish them. <laughs> and, uh, but, and my family takes everything in good humor, so I can, I can be a little aggressive with them. And I told them to have fun staying poor a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. But, um, my brother-in-law was saying stuff like, because I was telling him that I was going all in on Bitcoin at that mm-hmm. point. And, you know, they had their typical responses like, well, you know, what about this? What about this? And, and one of the things someone said was, well, how much how much Bitcoin is enough, though? Like, don't you have enough now? Mm-hmm. Like, why do you need, why would someone need that, that little bit of more? And it's funny because if I, if you ask me, like, how much money do I need? before Bitcoin, I would have been like, ah, oh, just given some answer, like whatever makes me comfortable mm. or whatever, 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 not comfortable, but like whatever, I don't have to worry about money and, you know, live it. whatever. We, we all have those. Mm-hmm. We've all probably said those kinds of things. Don't be filthy rich or anything. But my answer to him, and it, it wasn't even something that I had thought about before. It was just kind of the, this all came together for me that I was like, well, there is no enough because like however much I have just means I can do more. Mm-hmm. Like if I can buy a country and buy their, like their freedom, 
if I have enough Bitcoin to do that, yeah, that's what I'll do. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. There is no limit to that. Like all because that's what money is supposed to be. It's supposed to be artificial riches. It's supposed to be, you know, you storing your labor and you being able to command the appropriate resources as a result of, you know, you doing work and holding holding money. Um, and so that's, you know, when you're on this fiat dollar scam system, it's like you don't you, you lose sight of that. You lose sight of that. Like money is 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 the thing to use to control resources. And when you can tr- control resources, you could do a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, have you uh, do, do you kind of like see where I'm going? At <clears throat> yeah, have yeah, you yeah. So experience anything like that? The, the way I'd extend that, and and I mean maybe maybe my situation is different because I've sort of always been ultra 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 ambitious. You know, when I was in my twenties, you know, I wanted to be a billionaire and all this sort of shit. Like I wanted to be one of the richest men in the world and all this sort of stuff. So so for me, maybe there's a little bit of difference there because I was I've been a megalomaniac since I was young. Um, you know, my my thing is probably transformed as the older I've gotten, the more I've become. You know, more content with less. But in saying that, like Bitcoin's in a sense rekindled the idea of um, dynastic wealth um, for me in the sense that every bit of Bitcoin that I acquire, it's not something that I'm probably ever going to entirely spend. Um, I, I don't think that's even possible, particularly with what I think Bitcoin's going to be worth from a purchasing power standpoint. But at least, you know, what I... There's like a greater purpose behind me acquiring Bitcoin, and that is to have, let's call it purchasing power, let's call it resource acquisition power, let's call it whatever, to do big things later um, when the time comes. Because I'm, I'm vehemently of the belief that this clown show can't last forever. Like we're not creating anything new. We're literally eroding all the capital that we've accumulated over the last you know x thousand years as human beings like all the collective capital that we've built up probably to the year 2000 i I would say that the matrix got that right like the peak of civilization was the year 2000 and since then it's kind of been fucking downhill and despite some sort of technological advancements really every other fucking metric is down people are fatter people are stupider um you know democracy is spread out like a fucking cancer everywhere you know there's more communism there's most of more socialism there's more fucking uh you know dependence on drugs and antidepressants and every fucking metric you can think of is down except we can you know maybe talk to each other on zoom and clubhouse and abuse each other on twitter like that's you know, the only technological advancement other other than bitcoin obviously right i i think you know I mean, just look at, go to a fucking airport if you want to know how far we've regressed as a society. Like, you know, you used to be able to go to a fucking airport, jump on a plane and fly to the other side of the world, no problem, enjoy your fucking time. Now you've got to get 6,000 tests, fucking injection, you've got to be treated like a kindergarten uh, child, you know, doing something wrong, misbehaving by the fucking stewardesses whose job was to serve you originally, now it's to treat you like a fucking Jew in a concentration camp. So it's like everything has fucking regressed. Um, And so in that sense, I guess I've kind of gone on a tangent here. It's like this, this clown show must stop when economic reality finally catches up with us and the whole shit fucking implodes and collapses in on itself. Um, 
We, I, I think it's not a question of if, it's a question of when. Um, sorry. Yeah, it's not a question of if, it's a question of when. And for that reason, um, and I don't know if this is in line with what you're thinking, but it's like my raison d'etre for acquiring Bitcoin and never having enough is that idea is like every single fucking set that I acquire now has some sort of multi-generation dynastic impact on what I can do in the world based on, you know, something more in line with natural principles as opposed to, you know, the made up shit show that the world's become today. So yeah, there's a, there's a bigger meaning behind acquiring wealth with Bitcoin. For sure. Yeah. That, that's definitely part of it too. Um, it's, you know, speaking of this clown world earlier today, I saw a video, I think it was from Australia where the military guy. Yes. Yeah, dude, that just makes me so fucking angry. Yeah, how to get your little kids vaccinated for something that, like, I'm still waiting to hear of a kid get COVID. You know, if we're, like, I, it it, it fills me with so much rage Mm -hmm. with all this stuff, as as we all know. I mean, the COVID stuff, you know, we've been, Everyone in, in our circle has been talking at ad nauseum. And like, I don't want them to have, pa- like, it's just every cell atom in my body is just completely disgusted by these people. Mm-hmm. And so like, we finally have this tool where we can be like, well, guess what? I might not be able to stop you directly right now but I can at least sleep a little bit better at night knowing that you're not, you know, the power that that you're getting is a little bit less from me because I'm just not using your, your money anymore because mm-hmm. that's where the seniorage is where they get their power. Totally. Um, totally. Yeah. People think it's fucking taxation. Like, I mean, taxation is one bit of it. And I think it's more of a validation for the money more than anything else. But like you said, it's the fucking seniorage. And when you use their money, you, you like the, the best analogy, I think, I don't know if I heard this or if I came up with it or whatever the case is, but it's feeding your jailer. Like if you're in jail and the person is putting you in jail. Like if you pay him to keep you fucking in jail, like it's not the person who's putting you in jail that's to blame. It's you, you fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> so that, that right there is what we're doing with, um, like, and whenever I try and orange pill people, um, probably, <clears throat> the two the two most important or I shouldn't say important but like people who've got the the widest reach that I've orange filled is one is Dr. McCullough and the other one is um, Pete Evans and those two guys have you know major platforms I mean they've obviously been deplatformed and all this fucking other shit you know is going on but that was really the call to arms to them and, and you know what what I told them at the end was I said look you know you might want to sit here and protest and do your podcasting and talk about how much of a scam everything is, write your books and all this sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, if you're using that fucking money, what the fuck are you doing? Like you're, you're literally empowering the person that you're, that's putting the shackles on your fucking arm and you're complaining that they're putting shackles on your arm and you paid for the shackles. Like it doesn't make sense. It's a, it's, it's a broken circular logic. And, and that's the, the, I guess the point of enlightenment that everybody or as many intelligent people, need to reach like and ideally the people who reach that is like 
the functional, productive, you know, liberty-oriented people because, you know, that's the ones I want to have more Bitcoin than the fucking psychopaths. Like, you know, I, I honestly hope that people like Raoul Powell and all those fucking losers sell all their Bitcoin because they don't fucking deserve <laughs> a dime. You know, those cunts need to hold their Ethereum. They need to hold whatever shitcoin they have and they need to fucking clean my toilet in the future. So, but, like, if we can get people with a fucking brain to come to that realization and realize that they stop paying for the shackles and the motherfuckers can't put them on you. Enough of us do that. They're in deep shit, man. They're in total deep shit. Hyperinflation is not a function of how much money is printed. Hyperinflation is a function of confidence in the money being used. And that's the gradually then suddenly part that I don't think many people really understand viscerally enough is that when enough fucking confidence is lost, that's when, the fucking money collapses and that's when they lose everything. Yeah. It's, um, man, I just totally lost my train of thought. I was going to jump on something you were saying there. Um, Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, it's, it's that I, I don't want these people in power, these evil people, these terrible people, maybe not even the ones in power, but also just the people that are just like the, the Raul Pauls and, and people dragging their feet and kicking and screaming to try to get rid of this monstrosity of the system that we have. Like I, there's 21 million Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. I want them to have as least of it as, mm-hmm. as possible. And for us to have the most of it. So if I've got, you know, dollars in a checking account or money sitting in a investment account, like that's just wasted, wasted energy on my part because I'm not, I'm not, you know, moving towards the the end that I that I want to achieve. Um, you know, there's going to reach a point where they're going to be going after dollars, and I mean, you're going after Bitcoin. Totally. And well, there's so so there's two two parts that we can branch off. That number one is um, the the moral duty of the Bitcoin maximalist to bully the fuckwits out of Bitcoin. Um, <clears throat> I'm honestly my favorite thing about toxic maximalism is bullying people like i mean we Saifuddin bullied talib out of bitcoin that is like one of the greatest godsends mm. on the face of the planet like if you know if i was Saifuddin, i'd be willing to die happy tomorrow you know what i mean like that is fucking gold so if we can bully as many of these fucking losers out of bitcoin like that is the first and foremost, the primary function of the, the so-called toxic Bitcoin maximalist movement. Like we bullied shitheads like Vitalik and Hoskinson and all these fuckwits out and they went onto their own shit coins and they can basically obsolete themselves. Like they can make them, they can put themselves into economic oblivion for all I fucking care. Like I want them all to jump off the fucking balcony when they lose everything that'll make me happy. So, so that's kind of like one thing. And then the second part, I guess, to what you're saying, and this probably loops into the 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 idea of the call about getting on zero is that um every dollar that we you know keep uh with them is uh you know whatever a dollar is worth now it's fifty five thousand sets or whatever that we don't have in our wallets and i mean that's a perfectly rational position to take i guess my only thing on it is that i think it really depends on a person's um, individual situation when it comes to income like if you've got a regular shitcoin income like fiat income 
then by all means, like it makes perfect sense to be 100% in Bitcoin. Um, you know, the, the products and services haven't quite caught up yet, but you know, there's things happening in the space that will make being able to you know, be on zero much more viable. But anyway, that, that's, I'm happy to go down that angle if, um, if you want to, but like, Anyway, I just wanted to make that Bitcoin maximalist point, like making bullying great again. It's a beautiful thing. Um, and then, yeah, we can dive into some get on zero shit. Yeah, I mean, we could talk a little bit about the bullying stuff because I think it's fun. <laughs> but, uh, well, it, it's like, and I was like, it, it's some of it's, some of it isn't like the optics and the way we message is important. I, I mean, one of the things... Uh, you never it, it's even in the bible where it's just like whatever you do just like don't be lukewarm mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. just be be fiery be fiery mm-hmm. with their that that that's what attracts people be aggressive like never like back down if it's true it's what you believe in never back down and one of the things i i've noticed too that's and and it probably also has to do with you know bitcoin being you know it's been around for longer so people are getting more used to it but it's a lot better of an impact when you're talking to someone and it's, it's so much different. Well, let, let me take a step back. It's, it's like with being a libertarian and when I decided that voting doesn't matter and I'm not going to waste my time doing it anymore. And people would say like, well, it's really not that big of a deal for you to go to the, to the voting booth and just, you know, hit the guy who's probably a little bit better than the other guy. Like what's, what's the problem with that? Lesser of two evils. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's true. It's, you know, if I'm not doing anything better that day and it's close by whatever. Yeah. But I have a much greater impact when someone says like, Oh, who are you voting for? And instead of saying, um, Oh, John I voted McCain. for Gary Johnson. <laughs> yeah. And they're going to say, who's that? Or uh, whatever. If I say, yeah, I don't believe in voting. <laughs> like that creates a much different conversation and starts turning, flipping much different switches than if I just named someone to, to this person. And then they might say like, you're not voting. That's crazy. Why are you doing that? It's the same with Bitcoin. When you're just like stacking sats or, or doing whatever and but like keeping, you know, your, your fiat checking account, um, as opposed to when you're like all in and, and we've talked about it in previous, previous, previous episodes where it's like, you know, as long as you're just like not keeping a checking account in Bitcoin, you don't have to like sell Bitcoin per se. Like I have a credit card and a, and a home equity line of credit that I float all my expenses on and then paycheck comes and I pay that yeah. off yeah. and then put the excess. But, um, but it's much different and, and it's a real game changer when you're trying to have a conversation with someone, when you say like, yeah, I don't, I just, I don't have a checking account or, or money in my checking account anymore. I don't mm-hmm. hold fiat. I have nothing. I liquidated my, for, my, uh, my IRA. Like I, like I only have Bitcoin. That is my money. That mm-hmm. is a much different conversation and starts turning much different gears than being like, oh, well, you know, I, you know, I, I want to speculate on Bitcoin and, and people <laughs> yeah. go, oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw that on CNBC about it being a, a speculative asset. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. It's, um, I, I hadn't thought about the voting analogy actually. That's, um, that's a good one. Like see in Australia, it's different. It's actually mandatory to vote. And if you don't vote, <laughs> you, um, you know, you get a nice, uh, fine in the mail um 
but you know, I I personally haven't fucking voted for God knows how long, and then I just don't pay the fines and they can go suck my dick basically. But um, <laughs> you know, that aside, like I I've always wondered what a good um, answer to that is, and, and what you just stated there is like is spot on. It's like the the impact of saying I don't vote actually opens up a much better dialogue, and and that actually. Reminds me, did, did you, did either of you guys read that Remnant series that I did by any chance? Uh, Guy Swan read it, right? So, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did Guy Swan read it? I think he did. Fuck, I can't remember if he's read it or not. Anyway, it was, it was about like, it, it had an excerpt in there from Isaiah's job, um, which is the, the essay by Albert Nock from the 30s, where he talks about basically, Isaiah, who's the prophet of the remnant, um, and the the message basically to Isaiah is to preach, signal, and preach the truth, even though ninety nine out of a hundred people are not going to hear it, because the one that you the one that will hear it is the one that matters, and it's that you know the, the idea is that it's the remnant that changes the world, it's the remnant that matter, um, not the fucking masses, um, and I you know this this essay made a few people rage quit like you know, log scale and all that sort of shit like it created a bunch of stuff um, a couple months ago and and it was really like it helped me really start to view the world a little bit differently it's like I, I came up with this theory in the second uh, installment so it's a, it's a trilogy so there's the the first one's called like the remnant the masses don't matter bitcoin is the remnant the masses don't matter the second one is called the remnant, the parasite, and the masses, and the third one is called the remnant, Game of Thrones. Um, and you know, the, the the premise of the first one, as I mentioned, is this this idea of like Bitcoin is signal, and it's the duty of the Bitcoiners to maintain that signal and not to dilute it to make it more appealing for the fucking masses, because in doing so, we actually void the um the the original message and what you end up doing is you might appeal to the masses but you actually um you no longer appeal to the remnant so it's kind of like the arcadians in the 300 right like the arcadians came with thousands of soldiers uh, or thousands of men right and leonidas asked them you know what is your profession what is your profession you know uh, i'm a blacksmith i'm a this i'm a that and then Spartans, what is your profession? You know, it's like, see, I brought more soldiers than you. So the, the idea is that we want to we want to cater to and appeal to and wake up the um, the remnant, like the 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 twenty percent of the people who matter, because the other eighty percent are fucking dumb, deaf, blind, and stupid, and their opinion doesn't matter in the first place because they don't even have a fucking opinion. Um, you know, the the classic quote by. Um, Henry Ford kind of sums it up is the, if I asked people what they wanted, they would have said faster carriages, right? So anything revolutionary, every, anything important, anything really worth thinking about has come from the, the revolutionary minority. Um, and, and that's who we need to spend our time focusing on. And, and in the second piece, I kind of thought, you know, of like, okay, if it really is an 80 20 split, of that 20%, what does it look like? And I thought, fuck, maybe it's 80 20 all the way down. So there's like a, you know, the remnant is 20% of people and the masses are the 80%. And then of those 20%, then there's an 80-20 in there. So 80% are like dormant remnant and 20% are active remnant. And then of that 20%, then there's probably another 80-20, which is like 80% active and 20% radical 
remnant. And like Bitcoin is probably like the radical. Um, and then, you know, the active is like most people who are awake and, you know, maybe that's where you can put all the, you know, the, maybe the red pill people and shit like that. Or maybe they're not even the red pill. Maybe they're, they're also Bitcoiners and like the radical is just the loudest Bitcoiners. And then the dormant remnant is who are the ones we need to wake up. And it's with what you said about voting, for example, is that the, the right person hearing that will you know, the right questions will pop up in their minds. Um, and the person who hears that and goes through, you know, through one ear and out the other, they don't fucking matter anyway. Fuck them. Like, they'll continue to vote for the rest of their lives. They'll continue to use the US dollar right into fucking hyperinflation and purgatory, and they don't fucking matter. But kind of that um, that messaging around, you know, final vote being provocative and simultaneously with a get on zero being a provocative thing, I think that's a that's a jolt enough to basically unplug the people that are worth unplugging um, because the rest of them just aren't ready. Um, and and, and I, I like that as a, as a strategy. And I'll say. Yeah. I, I had a, to your point about the people that, you know, are really never going to wake up and they don't matter. I, I kind of had a revelation of that recently with, now the media is starting to turn on the code. Like they're, they're starting to say the stuff that we've been saying for two Are years. they really? Yes. Yeah. About COVID. I've totally toned, like tuned out of the whole thing. I can't take it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's totally absurd, but you know, you have these people that are, that are watching the news and being like the ones that we've screamed at, you know, for, for two years. And they just, Oh, and they're coming out, you know, now the media, Fox News or whatever, whatever is, is saying that like, you know what, this, these people have comorbidities and they're, they're not dying from COVID, they're dying with, and like the part of me, it's like, wow, finally, people are starting to wake up. Now they're I, dogs. I, I said, I stopped myself, I said, no, they're not waking up. Yeah. This is not them waking up. They're just NPCs that are just, they're just continuing to, to just move along with the current. Like, yeah, they're going to maybe start pushing back, quote unquote, against the COVID stuff, even though that now the government and the media is putting this into their brains. Is it really fighting back? <laughs> yeah. At that point, it's part of whatever their these people's goals are. But like they're just, you know, it's 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 such a, like a muted celebration of being like, oh, hey, people are finally like saying no to this stuff because these people, they're just, they're just totally unreliable and they're just going to swallow up the next stupid thing that comes, that comes after them. So it's like, it's, it's kind of, it's a little bit painful because you want, like, I think most people, like we have this idea that we can like save everyone and we want to get everybody on, on the arc, if you will, or what have you, but like, you got to cut bait with, with, with a lot more people than you might yeah. feel comfortable with. You can't fit everyone in the arc. And this is the big revelation that I had after reading Isaiah's job and why I actually went out and wrote those three pieces. I'm trying to tell people, focus on the fucking ones who are going to listen. Like, do not waste your time. Like, we, we talk about how precious Bitcoin is. Well, your fucking time is precious as well. So use it, you know, recruiting the ones who fucking matter. Like, you don't want a Raoul Powell on the battle lines with you because as soon as the, the, the going gets tough, he's going to run away. He ain't 
doesn't give a fuck about you or the movement or the importance of Bitcoin or any of this sort of stuff. Like he cares about the roads, you know, my roads, where's my roads? Like that, that these, we need to focus on unplugging and like, it's the, it's the matrix analogy. It's like, you know, when, when Neo's walking through the construct with Morpheus, you know, the lady in the red um, dress is like, you know, he says it perfectly. It's like these people, lawyers and judges and policemen and this and that, they, while they're plugged in, they are the enemy and they are so, I think what he, what he, the word he used was like inured or like so attached to the system that they will fight to fucking protect it. And they, you know, whilst they're in there, they are the enemy the ones we need to unplug are the ones who know that there's fucking something wrong, like that they're the ones with the splinter in their mind, right? So they're the ones we need to focus on. We don't need to be Captain Saberho with everyone. And the thing is, the Ark has a limited amount of space. Like it's impossible to build the ultimate Ark to fit fucking everyone. The Ark needs to fit a limited amount of the worthy. And the worthy by definition are those who figure it out and make it. And unfortunately, some of the worthy won't make it and some of the unworthy will stumble into Bitcoin by fucking accident. Um, and I mean, we could either throw them overboard or you know, whatever, like, think about that analogy. but. That's like, there's limited time, limited space, limited energy on our part. And we, we need to focus on those who matter. Um, that, that's been a huge revelation for me in the last six months. So, so I have a question for you, and it might not have an answer. But right, like, on <laughs> why us? Why, why did we figure it out? Why do we know about it? And why did it, like, what's different about yeah. us that... Like we were able to see this stuff. I mean, cause it's, it's not just like, it didn't just happen. I mean, a lot of us, it's kind of been something about us for a long time. Usually when you're like the libertarian or the Bitcoiner type, it comes <coughs> cut from a little bit of a different cloth. Not that I was like, I was pretty normie growing up. I was a, you know, a neocon conservative, but you know, I reached a point in, I guess maybe early in college or I just like, yeah, that kind of thing in the back of my head was bugging me that it was like, you know, the stuff that you say and believe doesn't line up all that to all that well. So you might want to, I want to start digging into it a little bit more. And it just, okay, <laughs> I don't, can I ask you I don't a rabbit hole going, but like, why, why can't like we, we show these other people all this stuff and, and, and they have the benefit of, all these other people figuring all this other stuff out for him and just laying it on a platter for them. And they just go, nah, nah. Did you like, by any chance do engineering at school or no? Yes. I'm a mechanical engineer. Okay, there we go. Okay. So this, this is an interesting heuristic. So, so I've been asking this question for ages and me and, um, do you know, parabolic Trav, who's like meta Trav um, yep. as well. Yep. So he's got this whole, thing that he's doing now the meta and it's fucking brilliant like some of the best thinking that i've seen for a long long time in these threads um, talking about like the the evolutionary chain of humanity from you know kind of you know the early days and a really good way to view um christianity through an evolutionary land is so good and and me and him just did a pod recently and we spoke about like, cause I ask everyone the same question. It's like, what do you think makes people different? And 
um, that there's no clear answer, but the, the best conversations I've had about this were with Trav and with Nozomi Hayasi. She's like a, um, she's a Bitcoiner, but her background is in liberation psychology, which the easiest way to think about it is liberation psychology to fiat psychology is basically the corollary of Austrian economics to Keynesian, right? Like most psychology is a fiat fucking scam. It's completely bullshit. It's fucking victim oriented. It's an, an attempt to, uh, you know, understand complex phenomena um, of the mind within models, which lo and behold, what does Keynesian economics do to, you know, the complex nature of economics is try and place it in fucking models. So every time we take complex phenomena and try and, you know, replace reality with the model, we lose our fucking minds. So anyway, with both of those, we kind of talked about this idea of like what makes people different. And, you know, it's, it's the nature versus nurture question. Um, and what element is nature and what element is nurture? And I go back and forth on this all the time. And I don't think it's actually possible to ever know the answer. But recently, I've started to lean more towards the nature side. And, and as elitist as that sound, I don't give a fuck anymore. It's like, there seems to be something innate that you need to have in order to, I guess, call it, see through the bullshit, understand Bitcoin, you know, get it viscerally, like become that libertarian Bitcoiner type. Like, you know, there, there's, there's those of us who just, I don't know, man, we fucking latch onto it. It's somehow in our DNA, in our fucking genetics or something. Like, it's got, it, there has to be an element of na nature in there. Um, but, you know, nurture obviously has an impact, but it's like, it's, it's got to come from a seed. I, I, I really feel that is um, an important piece. Is it just autism? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's fucking part of, like, what they've, you know, categorized it as but seriously like for, for example i was in um i was in colombia uh, a couple weeks ago and we went to go watch the the matrix and we snuck into the movies because i refused to fucking show a, a max pass to get in so we got in there and in the cinema i swear to god we're watching the fucking matrix and everyone's in the cinema wearing a mask like when we walked out like i couldn't help but fucking laugh at everyone. i was laughing in their faces i was like what the fuck are you doing wearing a mask fucking matrix like and mind you the matrix 4 was a piece of shit steaming pile of fucking feminist fucking yeah. globalist propaganda horse shit but that aside like you're there to watch a movie which is supposedly about you know waking up from the scam of reality like and you are literally fucking suffocating yourself in the middle of the cinema with a fucking mask and i was thinking i was looking at these people i was like we are not the same we are categorically not the same you're, 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 you're biologically fucking different to me. Um, and at this point, I, I believe these people are below me as, as, as elitist as that sounds, but these people are fucking dumb. They are absolutely incredibly moronic. Like at this point to still be believing in this shit, you, you have to be dumb. You're fucking subhuman at this point. I, I don't, I, I have nothing else to, to say about these people. So I don't know. There's got to be something about nature that makes us different. Um, and I think modernity has attempted to, you know, through B.F. Skinner's uh, model of psychology, which is basically B.F. Skinner to psychology was like Keynes was to economics, right? 
-hmm. was the guy who did the experiments with the rats and basically postulated that human beings are just um, animals that if you, you know, you, you press certain buttons and it's pleasure and pain and that's it. They're, they're basically robotic and they, there's no nature. It's all nurture. Um, you can train anything for anyone. And I think that is where a big part of where humanity went wrong other than, you know, the economic fallacy is that people are fundamentally different. And, you know, the emergence of like, for example, monarchies in the ancient times, you know, the original kings, the original lords, the original rulers were people of higher capacity whether cognitive, physical, whatever. Um, and their nature was such that they were bigger, stronger, faster, smarter, whatever, right? And and we've destroyed that with modernity by, you know, trying to make everyone the same. And everyone's not the fucking same. Um, and, yeah, I guess people are going to call me an elitist and whatever, but fuck you. Well, I think the one thing to, that's worth pointing out for someone who would get offended by what, what you're saying there is that it's it's not always that these people um you never know when someone's switch is going to get flipped so it's like they may like that that's kind of the beauty of it and why we keep going and looking for other people is because you don't know you don't know who's who's like the the next person to be like oh oh that net whatever just happened was the thing that kind of triggered this, uh, you know, this awakening or something. So that's why it's like, you know, there are certain people where you get to the point where like, all right, well, I'm not going to deal with you anymore. But doesn't mean we, you know, go out and, you know, herd them into a barn somewhere and light it on fire. It's we let them kind of do their thing. But like, there's still that we don't, because we're not God. We don't don't know what's in people's hearts and, and their souls. So it's, you don't know what that trigger is going to be for someone that could just kind of snaps them awake. Not that everyone's going to be snapped awake even, but totally, totally like yes and no to that. So it's like the, in, in the, in the second essay, the remnant, the parasite of the masses, like I spoke, cause I guess my position obviously rubs people the wrong way because it's, it's a hard pill to swallow to say that we're, we're different. We're not the same. Um, and, and that's fine because guess what? Like, you know, the, the beauty of humanity, at least to some degree, is that it's got, it's, it's multidimensional. So, you know, I mean, I think the, the idea of the remnant is like a character thing anyway, so it's not so much a skill thing. But that aside, like there is um, the fact that the world is multidimensional and the fact that we are all biologically and genetically different um, and our natures are different means that we all serve a purpose. We all have a role. But in many ways, like, you know, the, the, the idea of, how can I say this? Like, when I talk down about stupid people, it's not that I want the worst for them. It's that I want nothing to do with them. And, and th- that's a very important right. nuance because, you know, the, the third archetype that I discuss in that um, essay is the parasite. This is people that I say is either a failed remnant um, or an envious member of the masses, right? So it's someone who either failed in business or whatever, and they just want to create machinations or mechanisms for extracting wealth from society without having to put anything back into it. So, you know, perfect parasites are people in central banking or in politics or bureaucracies or, you know, the, 
um, what do you guys call it in the US where you get your fucking license, DMV, you know, all that sort of shit, right? That, that, that's where the parasites exist. Um, and what you'll notice is that the parasites are always the ones that are trying to rouse the masses for some fucking greater good. You know, we're all in this together. It's for the good of everyone. Blah, blah, blah. They're always trying to rouse the masses for some sort of collective fucking crusade where the flip side is that the remnant just wants nothing to do with the fucking incompetent masses. They're like, just fucking leave me alone. Like the relationship between the remnant and the, the masses is kind of like a rock in, um, in what's it called? Um, in the fountainhead when Tui asks like, you know, Oh, so, so we're alone, you know, tell me what you think of me. And Rock's answer to him was, but I don't think of you. Like, it's the ultimate fucking beatdown. I was like, you're about as significant to me as a blade of grass. It's like, I don't hate you. I don't like you. You just, you're there. And for, for a competent person, like, the last thing you want to do is be surrounded by idiots and incompetent people. It's not that you don't want, you want the worst for them. It's like, you just don't want to be around them. And that's the, that's the difference. It's like, you know, I, I don't mean to play elitist from a sense of I want you below me and I want to step on you and I want to put you in a gas chamber and all that sort of stuff. I just leave me the fuck alone and let me be with the people I want to be with. And those people, by my choice, are people who I deem competent and of strong character. And if you're a dumb fuck, just get away from me. Just please get away from me. I, I don't care. I don't think of you. I don't care about you. Fuck off. Um, get out of my face and and the problem with modernity is that you know we've created a world in which those people the incompetent have the same voice as the competent which is kind of how we open this discussion is that there's always going to be more incompetent than there is competent and there's going to always the force of entropy is always a downward force so the result is when we have you know governance by the majority is it's always going to mean that it ends up that the you know the, the competent pays for the incompetent and you know everything gets brought down to the tier and you have the lowest common denominator but like you know bitcoin's a chance to kind of like separate ourselves from them so they can do whatever the fuck they want if they want to hold the us dollar by all means go for it if you want to hold ethereum go for it like my, my answer these days when people ask me about should i buy ethereum or should i buy nfts or should i buy this stuff? i'm like yes yes go all <laughs> in please buy as much as you can um and then one of two things happens Either they're a dumb fuck member of the masses who doesn't learn um, and they get out of my life, or they are a member of the remnant, the people that I want to be around, and they inquire and they dig deeper and they come out of that experience more enlightened. And that's the person I'm looking for and that's the person I want to associate with. It is funny that it, that does come full circle to what we started with because it's all the machinations of the state is what causes us to have to interact more with these people than we otherwise would want to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's only really through Bitcoin that we can, we can separate that because it's, it, it's, it's Bitcoin represent I, that's money is supposed to rep is supposed to represent the value that you've added to society. Mm-hmm. And the fiat messes everything up so much because it's more fiat gets added to society and it gets distributed, not because of you add value because you're close to the to the evil demons who have power or they are you are a useful tool for them and so they will 
distributed to you so that they you basically do their bidding for you. But if, man, if you can, what better way is there to separate yourself from just being like, you guys have that system, knock your socks off. I'm going to use this other thing where, you know, Bitcoin actually represents competence and, <laughs> and, and distributes the value of the network as a, according to who deserves it. Correct. Yeah. It, it reverses Marx's, um, you know, axiom, or I mean, I shouldn't even call it an axiom. It's like Marx's assertion of like, from each to their ability to each to their need. It moves that to ability, um, which is natural order, natural law. It, um, I, I want to drop one analogy here, which oh, I can't remember his fucking name, um, but it was like, I did a podcast on his show a couple weeks ago, and it was just a perfect analogy that he used. It's about um, the way socializing losses works and, and you know he, he was thinking about it more from a market perspective but i i look at it from a sociological perspective and, and the perspective of the state which is what democracy in the modern state has done is that ima- imagine we're all like people at the edge of a cliff right and you know we we look over the cliff and if someone looks over too far you know on the cliff they fucking fall and they're dead right so some idiot turned around and said, okay, I have an idea. Let's just tie everyone together. So if someone looks a little bit too far over the cliff, you know, the others can pull him back. So then what ends up happening is, you know, when someone looks over the cliff too much and they're about to fall, the others pull him back. And he thinks that, oh, I can go as far as I want, but I don't die, you know? So it's like a comeback. So then what happens is another person does that and another and another. And all of a sudden, everyone's looking off the edge of the cliff. And then the smart ones are like, trying to hold everyone back and saying, no, 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 we're going to fucking fall off the cliff. And the idiots are all fucking leaning off the edge of the cliff until they pull everyone down with them. And then the entire society goes to shit. That's how a complex system collapses. So what Bitcoin is, is like a, it's a way to chop the chain. And if they want to look off the edge of the cliff and fall, they can fall without us. And then that's how those who remain, and this ties back into the remnant ideas, like that's what the remnant from a political standpoint, means is those who remained after the catastrophe. So there is a catastrophe coming, and all these idiots are peering over the edge of the cliff, thinking that someone's going to pull them back. And what we've got to do is we've just got to let them go. It's the only, it's the only way we fix this. Um, and the few that will notice us letting go and stepping back, they're the ones who are worthy enough to come and step back with us. Um, and I just think that's so fucking important because Noah's Ark is limited in space. We are limited in time. The flood's fucking coming. And the ones we want to save are the ones who are worthy of being saved to have the capacity to hear this. Um, there's no point in drowning ourselves for the sake of the lemmings. Like, the lemmings' only salvation is the fucking lava that the their overlords have promised them is, you know, paradise. And let them find their paradise in the lava. Like, we can find paradise elsewhere. Do you know what I love about analogies is that when something has like 8 billion analogies and it works so well, it probably means you're on the right path. And and what you just were, was talking about just reminded me, to go back to my engineering, is, you know, I work in kind of is a high hazard environment it's oil refinery petrochemical and so there's a lot of like safety rules and everything and one of the most important 
or one of the very important safety rules is if if someone's in trouble and you are not the person equipped, trained to go rescue them, or you don't have the resources there to make it so that you can affect a good rescue, you cannot go in and get them because you just become a victim with them. Totally. And you have to have that discipline to say like, I might have to watch that, you know, something bad happen, happen to that dude. But like, I, you can't help that person until you've helped yourself. Yeah. Well, and it's the, it's the same exact thing. And it's one of those things when you first hear it, because I remember when I, when I first started working and you know, that was the, the stuff they drilled into your head. It sounded like, what do you mean? What do you mean? I'm supposed to like, just stand there and not do anything to help this guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I agree to that just, you know, obviously insofar as like some people, you know, an accident is an accident, right? Like, but, right, right. Um, but yeah, like it's that, that analogy, like what that I think talks to more is the importance of, um, not a turning yourself into a victim and, uh, and a B of like, uh, individual, uh, responsibility then, you know, the extension to individual responsibility is that you can't help someone when you're dead yourself. So it's like, you know, traditionally remember on the planes. And I mean, I think they still say this is like, you know, the plane starts to collapse or crash or whatever, like you know, put your mask on first before you put it on children. But see that logic has been completely overturned with this fucking scam of a, you know, so-called pandemic. Um, it's like now, like it's not for you. It's for everyone else that you're taking the fucking vaccine. It's like, it's, it's just, do you remember, I don't know how in tune you were with American politics back then, but when Obama was president kind of early on and they got a glimpse into his church that he was going to and his religion, whatever abomination of Christianity, Obama's religion was like, they were about collective salvation was that you don't achieve salvation. You don't get to heaven unless you bring everybody else with you. And like, it's, I, I, I kind of was thinking about that the other day and realized it's like, man, this is kind of like a manifestation of that idea with this whole COVID thing. Totally. Like, Hey, we're all in this together and everyone's got to do their part. And it's just, someone's not in line and everything goes to, it's why, that's why it's the, the, the pandemic of the unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah, it's yeah. really, well, that's, that's like the these, analogy that I use in real life. It's like, we're all chained together. And there's a bunch of idiots who are fat, unhealthy, dumb, stupid, whatever, um, who are leaning over the edge. And we're the ones holding all of it up and all of it together. Um, and we're being blamed for it. <laughs> That's like, it's fucking wild, man. It's fucking wild. Yeah, just, I mean, what the fuck? So, yeah, that's, yeah. If, if Get On Zero does fucking anything, towards the goal of chopping the chain, then it is the most noble fucking act possible. Because that 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 right there is the reason for getting off the earth. Like more than anything else. Is like to completely sever like I said it to that kind of Aurelius guy today. He you know, he put up a tweet. It was like something like um you know, scientists are planning to dim the sun and he's like, Oh we'll go to war over this and I was like, motherfucker time to go to war is now 
before they have the money to dim the sun. Okay. And the way we do that is we cut the umbilical cord that is feeding them, um, i.e. every single one of your 110,000 fucking followers needs to have Bitcoin um, and not just be eating beef liver. And it's like, that is the fucking 1% that makes 99% of the difference. Yeah, you know, civil disobedience and eating right and being healthy, all the other shit does something. That's the 99% that does the 1% of the difference. But the 1% thing that does 99% of the difference is fucking Bitcoin getting on zero and defunding these fucking retards. Because until we do that, we're, we're like I said, paying for our own news. That's not a good strategy for survival. Yeah. Well, I think that is uh, kind of a perfect perfect place to wrap up. Um, kind of a good summary of, uh, of, of Get On Zero from a much different perspective than what we've done. But this is uh, this was awesome, Alex. I really appreciate you coming on and, uh, and providing you with your, your thoughts and commentary on all this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I guess I, I don't want to apologize, but I just want to you know, kind of make a note that you know, as much as my rhetoric sounds you know, maybe mild in some sense or sound you know drastic or extreme perhaps is a better word um i, I say it would have just jolt people and maybe it's you know uh, my manifestation of what you mentioned about voting is that like you know i, I say it and you know, I, I mean it to the extent that like i said i, I don't want I don't wish the worst on people. Like, I mean, there's days where I kind of do, um, but you know, I think the the, the the time to think about this whole think about this whole shit show is like, you know, through through the lens of you know rose-colored glasses is over. Like, if we don't get really serious and really specific and really I guess strict about our time, our energy, um, and how serious and dire the situation is. It's going to be too late when we're at the gates of the gulags, right? Like now's the time to get serious. Now's the time to say fuck off. Now's the time to opt out. Now's the fucking time to do it because it's it's too late when you're at the gates of the gulag, man. Like, um, so yeah, I, I, I say these things to to shock people into motion. And if I at least move, you know, everyone's internal over to my window a little bit, then, you know, hopefully I've done, you know, the listeners a service. So anyway, thank you for allowing me to rant. Yeah. It means a lot. No, absolutely. Thank um, you very much. It's, 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 we, we, we need, we need the jolts. We need, uh, Sometimes we need people to grab us by the shoulders and shake us and scream at us. <laughs> Say what you're doing is messed up. You need to you need to fix yourself. So, uh, Alex, do you want to tell people where they can find you? Yeah, sure. Um, at Ghost of Setsky on Twitter, um, for as long as that lasts. Let's see. I got banned a week before Bitcoin 2021, so let's see if I make it to this conference. Um, and then, uh, I write for Bitcoin magazine these days. That's where my primary blog is, but then everything gets later republished on svetsky.medium.com. And then I'm actually 
going to be writing a few books this year, so that's part of my transition into doing other things this year. And um, and also, I highly, highly, highly encourage people to check out uh, the Remnant series um, that I mentioned here. So that's on Bitcoin Magazine and on my medium, you'll find them. Um, and then lastly is the Bitcoin Times is a publication that I publish once a year with um, what I think are some of like the best thinkers and the best minds in the space. And this cool last year's edition, which just came out at Christmas, has um, Raymond Quidham writing what I think is the best piece ever. It's like Bitcoin mining uh, through the lens of ecology. So this idea of Bitcoin miners as pioneer species that can go to barren land and actually seed civilization. I think it's a fucking incredible piece. Ella Farrington's in there. Myself, I think I wrote my strongest piece ever called Fire Bitcoin Teleportation, which is kind of like a big macro view, not macro in a market sense, but macro in a historical time sense of like our first major discovery was fire, our second major discovery is Bitcoin, and um, probably the next discovery of that magnitude is going to be teleportation a few thousand years from now. So it's like it's a big sort of brain piece, and I think Craig Warnke and Peter Snug here in there as well. So highly encourage people to check that out. It's bitcointimes.news. Um, I couldn't get a better dot something at the end of it, so I had to use that fucking shitty <laughs> <laughs> um, thing because it's not fucking news; it's just content. So anyway, I'll have to find another domain for it. But yeah, that's that's where people can find me. So thank you again for the opportunity, boys. Absolutely. So I will have all of that stuff on the show notes page, mcflugel.com slash 287. Also, if you prefer, you can go to uh, getonzerofiat.com where we post all of the kind of get on zero content. And if you're still not convinced to get on zero, then we also have the website for you, stayonfiat.com that you should go to. So uh, it's it's a website that I made, so you can, you can go look at it. Um, so... That's all we have this week. Uh, Alex, once again, thank you so much for coming on. This, this, was a, this was a really fun conversation, and I got a lot out of it. And, Absolutely. Uh, to the listeners, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace. By the way, don't think I forgot about tractors.